happy Friday. This is the first Friday in October. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you know, with my life, all the days are just running together. Um, but I'm so happy. I'm so blessed. It is raining outside. It's such a soothing evening. And I'm so excited to have one of my favorite people in the world with me today, my grandmother, Minister Helen Clark. How are you, Grandma? Hello. I am just fine. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. So we were talking about how now we have the opportunity to do Bible studies together, how we can finally um, take the time to do that. So then I asked you, I said, well, how about we do it together um, on video or mm-hmm. on a podcast? You said yes. And I was so happy and so excited that you agreed to do it. Because I know that every time that I have an opportunity to just sit down and talk with you, or if I'm going through something, if I have a problem, or if I just have a question, if it's random or anything, you always um, just share so much wisdom, and you just share the word of God, and you just encourage me. And I'm like, everybody needs someone like my grandma. I wish other people could hear some of the things that you say, because not only is it just so um, powerful but it just touches me in a way that you just know it's right I just know it's right and I just know that it's it's a word from God and that's what God wanted me to hear and he just used you to um to get the message to me so I'm excited to see how God uses you today the people to this episode. So you came up with a wonderful name that we're going to do this weekly. I would call it a Bible study conversation. I I guess. <laughs> a, a wonderful name. And what's, what are we going to call this, Grandma? Well, first, before we get into that I would just like to say good evening to those that will be listening to this podcast and I would like to give God the glory and honor um, for this opportunity to share the good news with my granddaughter Simone Brutus and our study will be um, sharing the good news in 30 minutes and hopefully we'll be able to get through within 30 minutes um Simone doesn't know this, how, how much she encourages me and inspires me to want to reach out more technologically, whether it's um, audio um, speaking or live, but live is not for me right now because I've always think technology for grandma has always been kind of complicated, but she always walked me through it and she's so good at doing that. But our, our um, conversation and our study would be uh, 30, sharing the good news, pardon me, sharing the good news in 30 minutes. And when I, Simone suggests that we have this Bible study and come together to do it, my question was to her, 
Um, what would you like to discuss a particular topic or what did you want to talk about? And her response was um, about being more of a growing spiritually maturity in Christianity. Am I right, Simone? That's what the topic? Right. I wanted to discuss about being mature in Christ. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so we're going to get right into it since we say that it's 30 minutes and we don't want to keep um, go over the time span. But um, when you say that, then I did some research and, and the word of God is so rich and so it's so much to know and learn about spiritual maturity. But since we were doing it, this um, study in like 30 minutes, I tried to find something that would be... Um, equivalent to our everyday living, something that will help us grow mature, mature, be mature in our everyday living as we go through from day to day. So first of all, what I would like to share with, and I'm sure that you all are familiar with, um, with, with the Romans 10 and 9, what it tells us to do. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask um, Simone, would you read Romans 10 chapter 9 through 10 verse for me, please? Yes, I will be honored. Um, so let me find it. I'm in my physical Bible. I really okay. enjoy using my physical Bible lately because just thumbing through pages it just does something to me. It makes me feel more grounded and focused <laughs> and devoted. Um, so you yes. said it's Romans what? Romans, the 10th chapter, the 9th and the ninth and 10th verse. Okay, Romans 9 and 10. Okay, so I'm going to um, pray before I read. Okay. Um, all right, Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for the opportunity to join with my grandmother to read the word, to share the word of God, Father. And I pray that it not only fills me up, but it also fills up everyone who listens. So bless everyone who listens and let this information and this word be timeless and apply to everyone in every stage that they're going through, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So Romans 9 and 10, is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tenth chapter, tenth chapter, nine and tenth verse. Oh, okay. Romans ten nine through ten. Yes. Okay, I got it. All right. So it says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Amen. So according to the Bible, spiritual growth can be defined as simply growing and maturing in knowledge and relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But what Romans 10 and 9 and 10 verse says that you must be saved in order to grow Spiritually, you must be saved. You must do according to what the scripture says that you must do. And what it does, once you do that and you openly confess with your mouth 
that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life and you have accepted him as your personal savior, then what it does, it gives that Holy Spirit the permission to begin to activate within your life. Okay, so that is important that every believer and every Christian knows that. And in order to be saved, you must acknowledge that you need to be saved and that you need a savior. Right. And the only savior that we know that we can have that is the, our redeemer is the one that died on the cross is none other than Jesus Christ himself. The yeah. one that God sent to redeem us back to him because man had a broken relationship with God. So he sent his son, Jesus, that we might have a connection back to him from a fallen state that we were in because of the sin that Adam committed. And that's mm -hmm. another story. That's another teaching. Mm -hmm. But why is this so important that we um, we have this relationship um, with God for the spiritual growth? It's not only because that we are just to um, just to be believers. Jesus did not call us to only believe in him. And I say that because James 2 and 9, 19 says the devil also believe and tremble. Mm. So what God is doing for us, because see, we as Christians, we say that we are believers, but there's more to it than that. Because God has called us to be disciples. And how do we know that? Because Matthew's 28 chapter, 19 and 20 verse says, we tell us, let us know that we are commissioned to go and to share the good news. Jesus said, go do to share everything that I have taught you to those that you will be witnessing to and that you will baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. So we have a, a responsibility as we grow spiritually to be a witness for God uh, through his son, Jesus, that we are commissioned to do something other than just believing. So in saying that, what I would like to do now, I would like to um, just share um, five principles to just five principles to spiritual maturity. Um, and also spiritual maturity is a process that begins when a person, as we just say, to accept Christ as our savior. And I'm here. She is born again. Once we do that, it is by faith. That's the only way we can understand it. It's only accepting by faith what the word of God says. Right. Okay. Um, because the apostle Paul said that spiritual growth is an ongoing process. And he tells us that in Philippians 3 chapter 12 through 14 verses. So therefore, in order for the Christian to maturity, to develop in your life, you must make a cause, a choice. You must make a choice to learn God's word and allow God to renew your mind. So these five principles that I would like to share with you at this time is number one is we must study God's word. James, the first chapter, the 18 and 27 verse, let us know that you will not think of going without physical food for a week, would you? Or even for a day, you wouldn't think about not eating, feeding your physical body. So it is necessary, just that it is necessary for you to feed the physical body. 
it is necessary for the physical life to be fed. And without food, we have become, it makes us weak. Mm-hmm. And it and eventually maybe become ill if you don't eat. Mm-hmm. Are you in agreement with me? Okay, so it's the same way with the lack of spiritual food. If we do not feed ourselves spiritually, the result in our spiritual lives, it would be just weakened. We would not be empowered. We won't have the knowledge and we won't know what to say when the enemy come against us. That is number one. We must study God's word. We must know his word. Right. I have a question. Yes. So why why is it so easy? Because first of all, I know that it's important to feed myself spiritually and I make a conscious effort. There's days where I just feel so hungry and so on fire on fire for God and I can't wait to listen to a sermon. I can't wait to worship. But there's some days where my life is just so busy where it feels like I don't have time to feed myself spiritually and things become like background music. You know, I'll have my sermon playing, you know, and I'll have my music playing just because I like to stay in God's presence and I love hearing his word and love hearing worship. But why is it so easy to not actively take time to just pause everything and just read your Bible? It just seems like life is just so busy. I have so many things to do and, you know, I don't have time. And then I can tell when I get in that place of not pausing time with God because that's when things kind of start getting out of hand and that's when I have a little more of an attitude and my patience is less. So what do you do and why is it why is it so easy to to not read the Bible? Well, sometimes we can get um, so busy and um, our priorities, sometimes we get it kind of like out, out of a balance. But when you, it is something when you want when to, in order to study God's word, even when you're busy, you have to make a conscious decision to say, well, if it's only 10 minutes, if it's only 15 minutes, you know, if I get up early, I will read God's word. Or if I have a break during the day, I can take 10 minutes to read his word. And it doesn't have to be a whole chapter. I've learned that just by reading Sometimes it just get in the Bible and just picking it up. And you, if I read, maybe you'll go to, um, I just say the book of Psalms and um, you read the, the 20, some people like the 23rd chapter of Psalms. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, you know, and go on. Or Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the almighty God. So it does not have to be a long 30, 40, 50 minutes in order to read God's word. Right. And believe it or not, if you do, if you just do that, you will see, then it will become, a, um, you know, your priority will become more focused for you. And okay. then, you know, that 10 minutes or so can be like, um, like maybe 15 minutes. Because what it does is that when you, when God see that you are making a conscious, a conscious effort to study his word, he always will show up 
and he will make a plan. He will plan something for you to be able to do that. So that will come in with our next um, principle is about prayer. We must pray. Yes. That so that comes in. So that studying God word and prayer, it works hand in hand. Yes. So when you study his word, and like I say, just remember it doesn't have to be all day. Mm -hmm. it, even if you have a lunch break, you have lunch time. Why you maybe um eating a sandwich or something, you can get your Bible or something and you know and read the word, or you get a devotion um book and read the word. And um and I tell you another thing, your prairie planner has helped me um, kind of like outline my daily time that I can worship God. But it starts out with the scripture. Um, it starts and it tells me that, you know, um, when I go, before, when I pray, I can talk to God, just acknowledge him for who he is. Um, I can go to then the next thing I will go to what I need to pray for. And it doesn't have to be a long prayer. It could just be, for instance, if I'm praying for you, my granddaughter, it's a God, bless her, watch over her, protect her, give her strength today and, and give her her mindset on what you will have her to do. Mm. When I pray for that person and it doesn't have to be a lot of words, and then you go to the next focus when you go on, um, to, you know, what you go on, um, once you have prayed and you write it down and then you go to the next section where you're listening and you're expecting, and we must expect God to answer our prayers. Yes. When you're expecting God to answer what you pray for. Mm -hmm. And then when you see God doing this thing, and then you write down, you know, the date and all that you have um, received, and it come to your mind that, you know, God did this, what I asked him to do. Whether it could have been last year, last month, or day before, whatever. But mm -hmm. the thing is, you realize that God answered your prayers. Yes. So and then I then it also give me an opportunity that I want to go listen to an artist like you just said you want to listen to spiritual music all that helps you even for some reason even if you don't get to read the word if you get in tune if it's a worship um, period that you can enjoy God with his just the music that you hear mm -hmm. or if someone else is praying or teaching the word of God and you get a few minutes to learn or listen to what somebody else is saying. So that is also a way that God uses to teach you and that you will know his word and you have that prayer time. Right. So in, so as we say, the second principle, we must pray. Um, Jesus is the only person in the world that we can call upon whatever time we need him or when whatever it is that we need or for whatever reason, Jesus is the only person that we can call on and to know, and, and his calendar is clear for us. Yes. If you go to the doctor, you can call up a doctor and, and make a doctor's appointment. And sometimes you can't get in there. I'm sorry, we don't, we can't, we don't have any openings today mm -hmm. or you have to come there. But Jesus Christ is the only one that his schedule is always available for us. Yes. Amen. So the only thing you know, and, and it does, again, like I say, when his prayer is open for us, um, for your appointment time to spend with him and, and your attention and the devotion to him. So whenever we are focusing on Jesus, it says the scripture tell us to that we are to always pray. Now, sometimes people think in taking that scripture to literally think that you got to be on your knees all the time you're praying. Mm -hmm. But it does not because you can be driving along in your car talking to God. 
Mm-hmm. You can be on your job talking to God. You yes. can just be sitting in your car and you can talk, God, you know, I love you. You are so good. I thank you. Have you have blessed me? I thank you for how you have kept me. So it doesn't necessarily have to be where we are confined to one place to say that we are praying or we are talking to God because mm-hmm. he's available anywhere. And like you like to go in your, you have a closet that you like to go in, which is good. Mm-hmm. So everybody, so all of a sudden, therefore, so we know that we can call and we have an appointment with God anytime that we pray and his schedule is available and we have his full attention. Okay. Then we pray. Third thing is we must fellowship with other Christians. Now, that is one thing that Christians have. Some, a lot of Christians have a problem with fellowshipping with other Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and 12 through 27, it says fellowship is spending time and doing things with others who love Jesus, who love God. Yes. Christians need to work together. Or yeah. guess what happened? Your enthusiasm and your fire can go out too. If right. you're not fellowshipping with other Christians, and sometimes that's what we really need, mm-hmm. and and that is and and that's why it's it's so act. We should participate in the body of Christ. You know that we will not be, um, I would say, just just not enthusiasm about coming to church and seeing a brother or a sister whom you have not seen or someone that you know, once I see them, oh, I'm excited and we're going to have a good time. You're going to be talking about the Lord and there are other things that we can go out and it's even good to go out and have lunch with the Christian brothers or sister. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good to fellowship and that's important because there is different parts and we learned that in the book of Corinthians, there are many, we are one body, but we have many members in that body. Right, absolutely. Yes, there are many gifts that they have in that body to be used and to share with one another. Okay? And now you can stop me anytime you want to inject something, Simone. Okay, that's number three. The fourth principle is we must witness for Christ. And it tells us that in Acts 26, 12 through 19 verses, it is absolutely necessary, important, essential, that a Christian life is contagious. Do you not know when you are when you have the spirit of God on the inside of you, or somebody see you coming and you're in their presence? Don't you know that that spirit that you have of God is contagious? Right. It yeah. is contagious. It is. Mm-hmm. And, and and as our lives um, are filled with the with the presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we cannot help but share Him wherever we go. Right. And those with whom we come in contact and, and with, we can't help but to share the word of God yeah. with those. And that's what Paul says. Um, Paul was uh, when you are convert when he was converted on the road to Damascus. You know the story mm-hmm. when he was confronted with Jesus. Paul had to share the gospel when he came in contact and in the presence of God. It's so beautiful. Yes, when he came into the presence, he had no other choice. And that time, Paul was sold out for Jesus mm-hmm. and sold out for Christians. Oh, my goodness. He loved Christians. He he is, he looked forward to the time when he would go fellowship with them. Even when he set up and established churches, he was looking forward to going back to see how the, the progress that they had made 
And he was just excited about it. So we as believers, we must be the same way. We mm -hmm. must be witnesses for Christ and to know that our spirit is contagious with others. Okay. Right. That's one of the desires that I have to continue to not only just grow and mature in Christ, but I just want to have an overflow of, you know, just like when you're in a romantic relationship and you early stages of dating, you get so excited about the person where you yeah. want to tell your friends, tell your family and things like that. And I think just personally speaking, what happens is that, you know, sometimes I get kind of nervous or I don't want to make other people uncomfortable or I'm uncomfortable to really um, be that flowing river of just talking about Christ, talking about his goodness, you know, and um, a lot of that, I think, you know, at this age, you know, I'm 30 one now and I think that the going should be the days where I should be shying away from Christ you know yes but I know and then you know sometimes you don't um just being in someone's presence you know you can um um it's not like a person is every time when you see them you have hallelujah praise the lord thank you um you ask them say well how, how you doing oh I'm blessed and highly favored um, a lot of people do that, but that's not something that I do um, because yeah, I want. I want a person. You a real authentic person. You not. You not saying <laughs> they call it Christianese. You not no Christianese person. Well, if that's what they call it, well, I'm not because I because there's sometimes when a person just need to just need to vent out. Exactly. They just need to, they just need to say, well, you know, we and some and what I do sometimes is that I invite a friend or a church member, somebody, we go out to lunch. And um if I'm led to call and sometimes I'm led to call this person and we'll go out to lunch and just sit and talk. And then I know that, well, hey, this is the reason why I was led to call them and to bring them out. They wanted to share some things, you know, about themselves, things that they're going through, and they just want somebody to listen. Mm -hmm. So that is what, um, and and all of that comes through when you grow, when you grow spiritually, when you get a, um, a knowledge of just know who who God is. I mean, God is not in a little box, mm -hmm. and He is so awesome, and He is He have humor, sense of humor. I mean, and and you can sometimes I'm in the house and I'm watching something, I just laugh, and I said, God, you know, you are an awesome God, you know. Just looking at looking at some things and just knowing who he really is, mm -hmm. um, because we don't have to. We can be ourselves, you know. It's not. It's not about. And you know, sometimes people they they're doing all that, and 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 you can't you can't call your brother or sister, or you don't want to help anybody. Uh, you're always making excuses about doing um a ministry in your community or helping somebody else or just calling someone. Mm -hmm. So um yes, yeah, so we don't have to um we don't have to always be around somebody when you meet up on them and then that first thing come out of their mouth, you know, you say hi, how you I'm hi, I'm blessed and highly favored. God is better than good, you know. So <laughs> with me, you know, with me, I said now God is I know he's better than good, you know. I know God is God, and you know, he is the air that I breathe. I mean, I can go on and on, but then 
sometimes I think people can be kind of like over, I think I call it over exaggerating, you know, with um, wanting to be, I don't know what you say you call them there, what kind of people? Um, there's people using Christianese, and all they say is those, Christianese. Okay, those famous Christianese. Christian phrases, those infamous yes. Christian phrases. <laughs> yes, absolutely, and it's not nothing biblical about it. <laughs> so you saying that just just be myself, and... just be yourself, sweetie. Because the thing right. about it, yeah, just be yourself. Because the thing about it, you are shine. That's what I'm saying. The spirit of God, but you when you love God and you want to um you want to serve him and you want to have a, a personal relationship and you want to know more about him. See that what it does, the Holy Spirit works through you. It's not you, but it's the spirit of God that will be working through you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. The spirit of God begin to work because you're making yourself available for him. So mm-hmm. he begins to shine through you. And then guess what? When he does it, then somebody else will know that there's something different about this young lady. You know, it's something she seemed to have a calmness. She seemed to have peace and, you know, and, and she's never upset about anything. But guess what? That's the spirit of God. Yes. Because he will begin to work through you once he know that you this is what you want. You want to be in his presence. You want to please him. So he will work and shine through you. So you just be yourself. That's all you have to do. Just, just be yourself. And even and even being ourselves, we fall short. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we won't get upset or won't be aggravated by something. But guess what? Once when when we sense that this take happening and it's take place, guess what? Immediately the spirit will let you know that's not my spirit. That's not the fruit of the spirit. Right. <laughs> immediately. I would, oh God, please forgive me. You're right. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you get right. And then you go, that's it. That's all God is expecting from us as human because the word of God tells us ain't no good thing in this flesh. And he knows what we are mm-hmm. wrestling with. Mm-hmm. No good thing in our flesh. I don't care what we do. And guess what? And our salvation is not based on the work of what we even do. Mm-hmm. It's not based on that. So just be yourself. And when you be yourself, the spirit of God will work through you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Okay. And my final principle is we must obey God. Yes. We must obey God. That's in Romans, the sixth chapter, the 14 through 18 verses. Um, yes. The key, and in this verse, and what I've learned and discovered, it says the key to rapid growth in the Christian life is obedience to the will of God. Mm. Knowing the principles of growth is of no value unless we actually apply them to our lives to be obedient to the one who loves us and who alone knows what is really really best for us and would be it would be it would be sheer folly it would she it would be sheer foolishness it would be you know it would i would just say that you not using good sense if you do not obey the one that loved you so much that he gave his life for you, that you might have everlasting life. This doesn't stop here in this side, but everlasting life that he has he has prepared a place for us to come after we leave on this side. Because there is another side other than where we are today. Mm-hmm. So we must be, we must be obedient to him. And I just said that... Um, we're not going to be perfect, but when we are striving to do what he says, 
we don't understand why God said, you know, you pray for those that despitefully use you, or, you know, and those that hate you, you know, you love your enemy, you know, and do good to those that don't do, that's not nice to you. We don't want to do those things. But then guess what? When you know that someone did not, in, as you grow in spiritual maturity, when you know that a person does not like you, guess what happened? Those are the ones that you go after to share the love of God to them. Oh, wow. Those are the ones that you go after. When you know someone is deliberately not wanting to engage with you and want to be around you, when they see you try to go the other way. Mm-hmm. And I, I have your head. Hello, how you doing? You know, good to see you. You know, show them. That's the spirit of God. That's the love of God. Right. Because, because they don't understand they don't know if they don't have the spirit of God, if they have not given God permission for to use them and for the Holy Spirit to dwell in them, they don't know what they're missing. So that's why it's up to us to be the witnesses that we need to be and to, um, you know, let our light shine. Right. And that's the only way people can really understand who Christ was, because Christ really showed himself who he was and what he came here to do through adversity. So it's not about what, how we act when everything is going right, when everyone is our friend and polite. It's about yes. how we are when, yes, they, when they come against us. And absolutely, so that's really powerful because usually, like myself, if someone does something against me, I kind of I shut down. And you just and I kind of just stay my distance. But to be to be intentional about still showing the love of Christ, that right there is a a, a, a sermon within itself. And that, that type of action will draw people to want to get to know more about Christ or just return to him if they already know him. Absolutely. And that's where it go back to that principle. We must obey God. We must obey God rather than man. We mm-hmm. must do what he says to do, you know, to love your enemy. You know, right. and that doesn't mean that you got to be in their house or be in their presence all the time. Right. But when you know or hear something that they're going through or something that you can um can be a uh, support or help them with, then you reach out to them. And that's the spirit of God, you know. Because so often I think in terms of the time when um, within your ministry, you have going out to serve those that the homeless and all. See, this is what God is looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the people he's looking for, you know, that the, doing these things and sharing and want to um, help somebody. So that's what it's all about um, mm-hmm. being and having the spirit of God on the inside of you. And um, you knowing and that and that comes through spiritual maturity. So when you ask God for those things, when you ask him to to um, to give to apply these things to you, the principle to you in your life, he will do it for you. Yes. Um, hallelujah. If you don't come, you it's not and listen, it takes time. It's a process, as I stated earlier. It's a process. It's mm-hmm. not gonna come overnight, but you just remember that knowing his word, what he says to do, then out of obedience, he will empower you. He will give you that grace, and 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 then you can one day to come to you, you know. Hey, you know, there's something I don't, you know, that doesn't bother me anymore. Wow, yeah. (laughs) I'm good with that, you know, because you know why? Because you know that now God is the one that's working in your life. You know that he is the one that's taking care of you. He is the one that he said that you're not to worry. He said, don't even worry 
about doing evil for evil. He said, because I will repent. I will give those that need to be punished. That's my job. Yes. Our job is to love them anywhere. Mm -hmm. Love them anywhere. So that's what when we obey him and just out of obedience, knowing this is what he said to do. Because guess what? He was saying, and there's a scripture where it says that um that when they, when we come before God, and I read it the other day, but I can't think of it right now. But he said, You was come before me. And when I've said to and you're gonna say to me, um, Lord, Lord. And he's not going to know you. I'm just paraphrasing it. He said, because when I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When mm -hmm. I was naked, you didn't close me. When mm -hmm. I was in prison, you didn't come and visit me. And they were asking, well, Lord, when did I see you naked and didn't give you clothes or you were hungry, didn't feed you? He said, the least you have done unto these, my little ones, mm -hmm. you have done it unto me. So whatever anybody's doing <clears throat> to you, if they're mistreating you, being mean to you, guess, and you are a child of God and you love him and you want to serve him, guess who they are fighting? They're not fighting you, but they're coming up against God. Mm -hmm. They're coming against him and woe be unto them. So it behoove us to know that, hey, we are, we are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ because he loves us. And more than anything, he loves us more than our, than we love ourselves, more than our parents can love us. That love that Jesus has for us, that God has for us, it is it, it, it's, it's um, unconceivable. You know, we just can't really understand it to the fullest, you know. Right. But in my conclusion, in my conclusion, I just want to say that remember Jesus is even more desirous than we are to have an abundant life. Mm -hmm. He wants us to have an abundant life. And it's not when we say abundant mm -hmm. life, it's not talking necessarily about uh, material possession because he tell us, I think in Matthew, the sixth chapter, 33 verses say, seek ye first the kingdom of God mm -hmm. and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. Yes. So when we seek in him and his righteousness, He's going to take care of us with whatever our needs are. He's more concerned about us having abundant life. And abundant life is peace, joy, happiness. It's not just material things. Yes. So this is what he wants us to have, abundant life. And he wants that more than we can think. So in closing, we just thank God. I thank God for this opportunity to share with you. My granddaughter, the word of God, and um, just some principle that will help us to continue to grow spiritually, yes, mature spiritually, because the, the meat of it, and I mean, just get to the nitty gritty of this, is so deep and so wonderful. But we just thank God for what He has allowed us to share with you today, yes. Well, thank you so much. This is a blessing, and I appreciate you. And I look forward to our next Bible study. We did go over the 30 minutes, but I think this is great for our first time. And, and we'll yes. get better with that. Yes. Yeah, so what we will do, we will um, ch um check because we've gotten our introduction out of the way and everything, you know, and know that what we're doing now. So whatever topic we have, that's what we'll be focusing just on that topic and time, the time that we will be spending that within that 30 minutes 
um, to give some principles concerning our next topic. Right. Amen. 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 Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We pray that you will have a glorious, wonderful evening. And if you listen to it at a later day, a wonderful day. God bless you and keep you and your family and may his face shine upon you. And y'all take care. Amen. Bye-bye. <laughs>